relatively unusual in Western industrial countries, but subtler methods of control are ever-present. As I write, a new Labour government is insisting schools must stress British history and British achievements, and that pupils must learn the name and dates of Great Britons. In higher education, the historians most in accord with establishment opinions are still the ones who receive honours, while those who challenge such opinions are kept out of key university positions. Compromise, compromise remains the way for you to rise. Since the time of the first pharaohs, 5,000 years ago, rulers have presented history as being a list of achievements by themselves and their forebears. Such great men are supposed to have built cities and monuments, to have brought prosperity, to have been responsible for great works or military victories, and, conversely, evil men are supposed to be responsible for everything bad in the world. The first works of history were lists of monarchs and dynasties known as king lists. Learning similar lists remained a major part of history as taught in the schools of Britain forty years ago. New Labour and the Tory opposition seem intent on reimposing it. For this version of history, knowledge consists simply in being able to memorize such lists, in the fashion of the memory man or the mastermind contestant. It is a trivial pursuits version of history that provides no help in understanding either the past or the present. There is another way of looking at history in conscious opposition to the great man approach. It takes particular events and tells their story, sometimes from the point of view of the ordinary participants. This can fascinate people. There are large audiences for television programs, even whole channels, which make use of such material. School students presented with it show an interest rare with the old King's Dates and Events method. But such History from below can miss out something of great importance, the interconnection of events. Simply empathizing with the people involved in one event cannot by itself bring you to understand the wider forces that shaped their lives and still shape ours. You cannot, for instance, understand the rise of Christianity without understanding the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. You cannot understand the flowering of art during the Renaissance without understanding the great crises of European feudalism and the advance of civilization on continents outside Europe. You cannot understand the workers' movements of the 19th century without understanding the Industrial Revolution. And you cannot begin to grasp how humanity arrived at its present condition without understanding the interrelation of these and many other events. The aim of this book is to try to provide such an overview. I do not pretend to provide a complete account of human history. Missing are many personages and many events which are essential to a detailed history of any period. But you do not need to know about every detail of humanity's past to understand the general pattern that has led to the present. It was Karl Marx who provided an insight into this general pattern. He pointed out that human beings have only been able to survive on this planet through cooperative effort to make a livelihood, and that every new way of making such a livelihood 
has necessitated changes in their wider relationships with each other. Changes in what he called the forces of production are associated with changes in the relations of production, and these eventually transform the wider relationships in society as a whole. Such changes do not, however, occur in a mechanical way. At each point, human beings choose whether to proceed along one path or another and fight out these choices in great social conflicts. Beyond a certain point in history, how people make their choices is connected to their class position. The slave is likely to make a different choice to the slave owner, the feudal artisan to the feudal lord. The great struggles over the future of humanity have involved an element of class struggle. The sequence of these great struggles provides the skeleton round which the rest of history grows.